0: Welcome to the A to Z Sports Powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch—we're Nashville's On Demand Sports talk Network, and we go live every weekday morning at eight Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville—the professional landlords in the area—at renterswarehouse.com. Mandu—the pulse of fitness one 15 fifteen-minute workout equals five plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com—your first workout is free. Uh, Wilson County Hyundai—head out to Lebanon for your new your new ride at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Calvin and Subtle to upgrade your home with brand new hardwood floors. They are at CalvinAndSubtle.com and the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So Zach, you were going to practice for the, for well, you're going to mini camp for the second time. The first time you went was right before uh, Memorial Day, and nobody was out there worth a damn. So, are you excited about going out there and seeing an actual Titans roster practice on the on the field today?
1: Yeah, I, the the time that I went out there, I mean, they were a shell of himself. I mean, Ryan Tannehill wasn't there, Derrick Henry wasn't there. I mean, there was so many people that were not there. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm curious to see what this team looks like because they still have a lot of new faces, but they really looked like they had a lot of new faces when the superstars weren't weren't there. I have yet to see Julio Jones live in person so I am uh, excited about that today. Uh but you know to dive into to what we're going to be talking about today, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to maybe uh confirming what you saw today on the practice field. This is a Super Bowl contending football team now. We and I will hold them to that standard from now until the Super Bowl. No matter what happens. Now, you know, Tannehill, something happens to them, and things change. But right now, they're a Super Bowl contending roster, and I, I'd like to see the differences. I, I, I Just like you, of Austin, I've watched a lot of practices in my life. I've yeah. seen Vince Young practice, Kerry Collins practice, Jake Locker practice, Charlie Whitehurst. I mean, the list goes on and on. this is the best roster on paper in the last 10-plus years. So – Can we see that at practice? We'll find out today.
0: Yeah, it's your first look at Julio Jones, and uh, you know Julio Jones is a phenom. But there was a moment yesterday where everybody stopped breathing for a half a second with Julio Jones. And if you saw uh, the picture that the Titans tweeted out, it was of Julio Jones and skying for a football with one hand up in the air. Beautiful blue Nashville sky behind him, and even Derrick Henry looking on in the background. This Julio Jones picture was phenomenal, and it made its rounds on social media, on Twitter yesterday, but what everybody did not see in that Julio Jones picture is how it ended. And yes, Julio Jones caught that football skying high uh, from a Ryan Tannehill throw during a special teams period, but what we all didn't see is Julio Jones did not land on his feet. Julio Jones looked like he dunked the basketball and didn't mean to hang on the rim, hung on it too long. His feet swept in front of him and he landed directly on his lower back. And Julio Jones was a big man and big man fell hard. And the media was standing right behind him when this was happening. And everybody just held their collective breath. And you look around and you're like, is Julio going to get up? Okay. He pops up. Okay. And look, it was, it was towards the end of practice. It wasn't that big of a deal, but it was, it was the, all like the chatter, like, well, okay, what if Julio doesn't practice today or the next day out there because of a a back soreness, but Julio Jones is a freak athlete, but a scary moment yesterday when he just landed directly just pow on the small of his back, uh, that kind of scared everybody that had eyeballs on that situation.
1: Yeah. Well, and so will he be out there today?
0: Right. Uh, <laughs> you, you would hope so. You would hope so because, well, I know you would hope so because you haven't seen Julio Jones in person. So you hope he's out there, but I, I would expect him to be out there. He continued to do things in practice. He continued to catch more passes from Tannehill right after that happened um, in that period. But, you know, once you stop moving and your back tightens up, maybe you take a day off the next day. This is going to be the last Mini camp practice the last anything before training camp because they have decided to not have practice on Thursday. Mike Vrabel said, So I would expect Julio to be out there. Will AJ Brown be out there because he wasn't there? Bud Dupree not there? Lawan not outside at practice with some others as they are in the facility, but they're just rehabbing all three of those knee injuries with AJ, Bud Dupree, and with Lawan. Three really important guys. Uh, still rehabbing knees that are keeping them off the field right now. But we all know the main goal is to get those three guys ready for training camp and ready for week one.
1: Yeah, about to have uh, some off time.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, Zach, uh, three guys looked really good out at practice yesterday, and they caught my attention to talk about on today's show. The first guy is a superstar. The second guy is a newcomer, and the third guy is a rookie, right? So, we start with the superstar. Derrick Henry looks the part. Obviously we know that, but, and we've all seen the viral videos that Derrick Henry has had this off season of him working out with Sanders fit in Texas, doing insanely weird pushups, uh, lifting a bunch of crazy weights, doing all these different balance and core strengths, moves, everything. Derrick Henry looks better than he's ever looked before at this time in the year. Uh, and we'll play this quick TikTok video that we made yesterday of a couple Derrick Henry drills. Just look at the footwork and tell me that th- he's not different this year.
1: There you go. Ready. Good. Good. Here we go.
0: That's 10 seconds. We'll play it again one more time.
1: There you go. Ready? Ready? <laughs> Yeah,
0: here we go. Zach, I don't know about you, but when I saw and Buck took those videos when we were at practice yesterday, and when me and Buck were talking about it, I was like, man, he looks a lot quicker. Like, he looks a lot lighter on his feet, as G Man says. He looks quicker. He looks fluid. I've never seen Derrick Henry look that nice running the ball in shorts and t shirts. Normally, Derrick Henry looks at his best in full pads when he's just busting through everybody because of his physicality. But Derrick Henry looks like he's in mid-season mode with that foot speed.
1: Well, and look, he's coming into his prime. Let's face it, right? Like, this is the year of his prime. He's coming off two dominant years in the in the league and it, when nobody's questioned his work, work ethic, but he's had the ability and the time to improve on the things that he needs to improve on, right? He came into the league as a unbelievable running back based on his Heisman trophy uh his Heisman trophy and he's had the the opportunity to now start targeting the things that maybe he doesn't do as well based on those that 10 seconds which look I'll find out a little bit more today seeing it with you you, you know your own two eyes but I he does look quicker Uh, I think that that does confirm in those 10 seconds that his footwork, he's been working on that. He's been working on his balance, his agility, and those are the things that will separate him this season in being, uh, again, once again, the three-time leading rusher in the NFL three years in a row. Like That's pretty impressive, and that is on his path to greatness but as we all know, this is trying to win a championship. And he has to be at the top of his game now that Tannehill has the pieces around him and A.J. Brown and Julio Jones and are obviously is going to have to step up in his role because of no John o Smith. But And I got a lot of heat even after the show last week by saying the most pressure is on Derrick Henry. I still believe that. And I know, look, you you can have a difference of opinion. That's fine. That's all well and good. But there is an immense amount of pressure because Derrick Henry has set the bar so damn high. Like Patrick Mahomes the same way. Great players set the bar very, very high. And in the prime of his career, Derrick Henry is going to have to even be better than he was last year. Yeah. And last year
0: was a historical year. I don't want to get uh into that conversation about pressure, but I do want to read some comments. Uh Juan says, Did he lose some weight slightly? I don't know, like because he looks huge. He's still a transformer, he's just a quicker, faster transformer. Ethan says, compare that to his rookie year when he was tripping over the bags. Exactly. Carlos says that side to side was super scary. Uh, Yannick says his feet look quicker than some of the wide receivers. I don't know about that, but his feet look quicker. Vimo says, Austin, that was. Uh, I will say
1: this his feet looked a hell of a lot quicker than Racy McMath when I saw him a couple of weeks ago. Now, I
0: will say, because I saw that video too of Racy McMath, Racy McMath. And Dez Fitzpatrick, those are not the rookies I'm talking about today, but those guys have absolutely gotten better from three weeks ago. That's good. And and, and we'll talk about Des Fitzpatrick on a different show because I do want to talk about him because I, I'm impressed from what I've seen from him, not just from what he's doing, but uh, of a physicality standpoint uh, for Des Fitzpatrick. Uh, Bimo says, Austin, awesome, that was my initial reaction, seeing the video, like he got better. If he's even better this season, it'll be a wild ride. And they were also working on pass catching drills. And guys, Derrick Henry, who has never been a natural hands catcher, has gotten more natural at catching with his hands. He's still not a natural hands catcher. He's just gotten closer to being more natural. And you saw some of his work that he did in Texas at SMU, running routes and looking more natural. And they were working on that too. Tony Drews has been, Tony Dews, excuse me, has been now with Derrick Henry for a handful of years as his running backs coach. So you're starting to see him stack up on things that he was struggling at earlier in his year. Uh, Jeremy says with his work ethic and drive, there's no doubt he can be the greatest running back in NFL history. Uh, That's impressive there. Uh, Don Ryan says, I think the screen game will be a big part of this offense. They were working mostly with pass catching with Henry. Uh, Steph brings up the the awful footwork in his rookie year. Olivia finally catching a show live. Happy to have you along with us. Olivia, so Zach, let's get to this question out of the gates because Derrick Henry looks looks like he is better than he was this time a year ago, and now he's coming off a 2,000 yard season. So let's ask this question: We know there's 17 games. Derrick Henry had 378 carries last season. 378 carries last season. Will he have over? or under that amount of carries this upcoming year in 2021. 378 is the over under number over or under 378 for Derek Henry carries, not just touches carries this year. But first let me tell you guys about our friends over at bone and joint Institute bone and the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever an injury happens in life, make sure you know who to go to and who to trust with that injury, to get you back on the field or just on the field in life when it comes to being healthy. Boneandjointtn.org, sports medicine, orthopedics, uh, joint replacement, partial or total replacement. They do everything right there in their facility. Even the rehab facility is right there in that building in Franklin at boneandjointtn.org.
1: Got a lot of comments rolling in. We'll read those here in a second. But Bet MGM—they are the title sponsor of our morning show. Download the app today. Use that promo code right there, ATOZ Sports. They'll hook you up with great deals for new users. Risk-free bet up to six hundred dollars. At the time in the Super Bowl, it was only five hundred dollars. They've actually increased that. Yes. That's Bet MGM. Made it better. That's for their owed to you. I turned five hundred of a risk-free bet into two grand. You can turn that six hundred even though they've just pulled the Jazz Clippers off the board because Kawhi Leonard is out. I saw that. Uh, because of that knee injury. Chris Paul is a uh, COVID protocol, so NBA breaking news coming in uh, early on a Wednesday morning. Dear Lord. <laughs> but if you could have gotten that, that 600 risk-free bet on the Jazz minus three, I, that's a damn good bet right there. You're turning money right there. Download the uh, the BetMGM app today. Uh, go your your app. Uh, go to your uh, your iPhone or your Andrew, Android app store and download that app today.
0: All right, over or under 378 carries for Derrick Henry this season. Remember, there, he had 378 last year in 16 games, ran for over 2,000 yards. This year, there's one extra game. Devin says over, he's still workhorse. Justin under, Kendrick and Jerome both say under. Stofey says over, Uh, Donald says, hopefully under. Brooke says, under if they're calling plays right and utilizing the resources. That's a good comment, Brooke. Uh, Ryan says, under, different OC. Carlos under, Jeff under, Dom just says push, LOL. Apollo under, Titans for Life under, G-Man under, Maurice over with Steven over. Steven says, over 400. That would be a lot. I've got it pulled up, Zach. uh, The most rushing attempts in a season, there are... Five guys who have had over 400 carries in a season. Now, these were in 16-game seasons. Uh, so those five guys, Larry Johnson in 2006, Jamal Anderson with the Dirty Birds in 98, James Wilder for your bucks before you were born, uh, Eric Dickerson with the LA Rams in 86, and Eddie George in 2000 had 403. So Derek Henry, the 19th most carries in the season last year at 378 so over or under 378 Zach what are you thinking so
1: here here's what you have to weigh I think this is a really really good question because 17 games yields one more game to get more carries yeah but I think the x factor is Darrington Evans in this conversation the third round pick at Appalachian State was hurt on and off last year and really didn't get the ability to play as much as they would like him to play. I think they have got to spell Derrick Henry more this season to save him for the long run. I think the best case scenario for the Tennessee Titans is to sign Derrick Henry to another contract. Derrick Henry is a transformer, okay? He's a freak of nature. I've said this, and I, I said this on radio, I said this to anybody I've ever talked to, I have gone face-to-face, stood face-to-face, eye-to-eye with Derrick Henry with his shirt off. If we ever go to World War III, I want to figure out cloning because that is the guy I believe that the United States of America should clone, is Derrick Henry. Get a weapon in his hand and and let's fight. So I, I, I think they can get another contract out of Derrick Henry, which is crazy to think. Shout out to Buck Rising, who said they shouldn't even sign him in the first place. But
0: <laughs>
1: I, I I, am under here because new offensive coordinator, this, like, you can't, you don't want to overuse him because without him, your ass is grass, right? Yeah. So there is a push-pull here. More games means more carries, but... Darrington Evans, I think, is a third-round pick and not a rookie anymore. I'm going to go under as my official answer.
0: All right, so uh, uh, when you look at it, he needs to be under. Like Brooke, who said hopefully under, is correct because you don't want Derrick Henry to be pushing 400 carries. 400 carries, uh, if he was at the same pace that he was a year ago, which last year in 16 games – he averaged 23.6 carries per game. 23.6. That, add another game, you're right at 401. You don't want that to happen. I think you want him to be under, I think you want him to be close to 350. You still want to give him the ball enough to dictate the game. Because that's what Derrick Henry can do. He dictates how the game play goes by ball control for the Titans offense, by time of possession, but he's also a home run hitter. So he can get you marching down the field with multiple first downs eating up clock, or he can bust it for the big long touchdown run that we've seen him do a handful of times. He is the ultimate game changer, but you have to make sure you utilize him the right way. And I and I think with the resources the Titans have on the outside with Julio Jones and AJ Brown and the uh the evolution of what Ryan Tannehill has done the last couple of years. I think it has to be under you. You, I would be concerned if I see Derrick Henry over 378 this year, I think they've had a significant injury to either the quarterback or the two main wide receivers. And, and that is bad news. You do not want to see Derrick Henry over that 378 number. So we're both going under. We're both going under. Yes.
1: Yeah. I, I think that is
0: with point. one more game too, which is interesting.
1: And, and yeah. And that's why I think this is such a good question. 378 is a lot,
0: but it, it's a, it's if he gets 378 with one more game, then that's one and a half less carries per game than last year. And you have to
1: add in Julio Jones, right yes. now. But you also have to take away Janu Smith, and Ferster will get some, but he won't get a ton. And then well, you yeah. have Josh Reynolds, who Josh Reynolds. Ooh man, I just thought of a really good question.
0: I want I want you to see Josh Reynolds. If you haven't yet, I I haven't. Okay, he, was, we, he
1: had just moved to Nashville yeah. when I went to that mini camp.
0: Maybe we can talk because I, I want to talk about Des Fitzpatrick. Maybe we can do this tomorrow. I Won't have. i am
1: going to text myself. Okay. The question that I just thought of because I think it's it, it again. It's one of those things where Josh Reynolds is not going to get the playing time that he would have without Julio Jones. Right.
0: Right. And I want to have a Josh Reynolds conversation after you see him. Uh, and I want you to see Des Fitzpatrick and the guys, too. So, I, yeah, you need to spend time with the wide receivers today for sure. I've so seen,
1: to- I've seen uh, Des Fitzpatrick, but it's not fair because you can tell, like, when you go to an NFL practice and, and literally stand, I don't know, 10 feet from these guys doing drills, you can tell who the starters are and who are not the starters. Boom, right. But
0: uh, now you get a chance to see Des Fitzpatrick three weeks ago to him now and you get to compare the two because I guarantee you, you'll, you'll walk away and be like, okay, but okay.
1: And, and I'm, I'm curious about that. Julio Jones does a drill and then Des Fitzpatrick does a drill. You're sitting there like, okay, one is uh, a lot better than the other.
0: Yeah, Ethan Rand is saying texting himself when he has a laptop in front of him. LOL. What, what do you think he's texting on? This is this is 2021, Ethan. We use Macs around here. We text on our Macs. Get with the program, Ethan. Yeah, Ethan, are where are you, dinosaur bro? Huh? <laughs> huh? All right, where are you at, so, dude? So back to it because I think Darrington Evans is a key yeah, player. Yeah, you know, this. Ethan's on his Palm Pilot. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that, yeah, I think Darrington Evans is a key factor in this too because he was just unavailable last year for the majority of the season and there was nobody worth it. Like Jeremy McNichols was the guy who was spelling Derrick Henry in times and helping out with the play per, uh, or pass protection uh, when Derrick Henry was out on third and passing downs. Darrington Evans will step up. Darrington Evans will have more than the 10 carries he had last year. and so He that has was, to. Yeah, he has to.
1: And and 10 is such a little number that I, I Austin, I think you and I are absolutely correct. I think this is under because Darrington Evans only having 10 carries because of his situation from a year ago. He is gonna have a, at minimum double that and probably closer to a hundred. Or well, probably closer to fifty. I, I don't know how they're gonna use him, actually. I, I don't even want to I don't even want to speak. I I retract, I'm in court, I retract my statement on predicting how many carries Derek Denevon's going to have. Because I have no effing clue well, based on the new offensive coordinator and how they want to use him, whether it's on third down. Hell, they may run Cam Batson out there because they like those that trickeration. So yeah. I retract that statement.
0: Uh, I, real quick on Cam Batson, because I'm looking up a stat of, of Derek Henry's backup running backs and how many carries they have. Uh, thank you to Cam Batson, who would just finished a drill yesterday was walking back to the line, noticed I was taking a video of Julio Jones and stopped and did not walk in front of me until Julio finished the drill. So thank you, Cam Batson, who was there for the brand. And I put up a story <laughs> for him to repost because of that. Because Cam Batson, I appreciate what you did there, sir, in the middle of your own practice and letting me have my Julio video uh, without somebody walking in front of it. So thank you, Cam. So let's look at the backup running backs for Derek Henry and how many carries uh, they had so I'm going to go to the 2019 season because that's the the season where Derrick Henry did not have 1500 yards. So Deion Lewis only had 54 rushes in 2019, 54 carries in 2019. And was that
1: that, that was Deon Lewis' second year?
0: Yeah, that was the Derrick Henry uh, what, played 15. What did 15 Deion
1: games. Lewis have the year before?
0: The year before Deion Lewis had 155. Yeah, to they, Derek they, they gave him
1: too many carries.
0: To Derrick Henry's 215. So that that season was a lot more split because Deion Lewis was getting a lot of the work earlier in the year. So Derek, I, I think Derrick Henry still needs over 300 carries. We, we know that.
1: How was Deion Lewis so bad? Uh, like- he lost it. He lost. But, the- no, did he ever have it or was just Tom Brady hit it?
0: No, I think he had it. I, I think Deion Lewis was very productive. Obviously, Tom Brady makes him more productive, but Deion Lewis was shifty and quick in New England. He was not when he got here. uh uh-uh. He was not. He could not get up, he could not like get away from anybody. The spot that he was starting from. Like it was like it took him three steps to move three yards.
1: And he was down.
0: Yeah, and, and it just did not work. So I, I do think. Uh, I do think Darrington Evans will be over that 50 rush number because two years ago, Deion Lewis was awful and got 54. Darrington Evans will be better than Deion Lewis. I think I think Darrington Evans gets around 75 carries. Who knows how many catches, but Darrington Evans will be around 100 touches.
1: And last year, you know what they had to use? They, I mean, they used Foreman, who I liked. I, he, he was like the subtle guy that when he came in there, I was rooting for him. They're awesome. We watch all these games together. They had to use untraditional running backs in different ways. Yeah, I mean, Foreman had some carries in Cincinnati. I know they lost that game. But I, Darrington Evans' back will help this offense and take some pressure off of Derrick Henry, which takes some pressure off of The other guys in Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and Ryan Tannehill.
0: So here's the backups from last year. So Derrick Henry with 378 carries. Tannehill had 43 rushes. But Jeremy McNichols had 47. Uh, Deontay Foreman had 22. And Darrington Evans had... Tough carries for Foreman. I like that. Yeah, and then Darrington Evans had 14 carries for 54 yards. So you put those two together, or those three guys together and that's around the 75 number. So I, I, I think Darrington Evans will have around 75-ish carries and then add in 20 or so receptions, and then that brings down Derrick Henry's total touches to closer to 300, maybe 320, which I think gives you a more balanced offense because you're also going to throw the ball a lot more because I, uh, I think both Julio Jones and A.J. Brown will have more combined targets than A.J. and Corey Davis had last year.
1: Well, hell yeah. I mean, that's
0: the- if healthy, right. All right. It is eSports here live uh, on this uh, Wednesday here. T- Zach will be at Titans minicamp uh, later on today. Now it's time to talk about Janoris Jenkins and how he has put himself out there in his first practice as a Titans corner. But first, Zach, tell everybody about our friends over there at Calvin and subtle.
1: Yeah. Uh, and Danny, we're glad you made it. Uh, Calvin and subtle. Right here, 615-448-6414. They've got you covered and everybody in the chat covered when it comes to hardwood floors. We feature these things all of the time here on the show. Knock on wood if you're with me. Right here, Calvin and Subtle, 615-448-6414. This is the Angelino. This is the lighter hue of hardwood floors, and this is cost efficient. This looks a lot better than your dirty-ass carpet. Uh, just look around. If you're at home, you work from home, maybe, or if you're envisioning at work what your home looks like, it needs to be upgraded. You know it. Your wife knows it. Your kids have been talking about it behind your back in the playroom. They're like, man, dad really needs to upgrade this house with some brand new hardwood floors from CalvinAndSubtle.com. 615 448 6414. They have you covered in efficiency, cost, and one to two weeks install, like the snap of your fingers, they cover all of Middle Tennessee. That's CalvinandSubtle.com.
0: ATOZ Sports. We're powered by BetMGM. Every morning, download the BetMGM app. Use code ATOZ Sports, and for your first deposit and your first bet, you get a risk-free bet up to six hundred bucks. So use that wisely. New users, download the app. Code ATOZ Sports for that risk-free bet up to six hundred bucks. Uh, so the NBA is going to be pretty wacky, but we'll stay, we'll, you know, we'll have our A to Z sports pick of the day later on, uh, but check out betmgm.com, betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years older, must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee red line at 800-889-9789. Uh, Zach, we are talking about Janoris Jenkins. And I I do think uh, Josh calls you out on a typo. There's a reason you put Jerkins on the graphic instead of Jenkins I think you got auto-corrected in the app. Which, oh, I did. <clears throat> that That's happened to me before, too. Because remember, I put janitor.
1: I remember <laughs> it coming up. I Look, obviously made the graphic. Yeah. I have full, full, full responsibility. I do remember when it
0: auto-corrected, because it said Jenkins. But then it, I guess it auto-corrected to yeah. Jerkins. My, uh, my apologies. Jan- Janoris auto-corrects to janitor, and Jenkins auto-corrects to Jerkins. And so there is. it's, it's just something uh, that we're going to have to deal with. We're just going to have to deal with this for Janoris Jenkins' tenure with the Tennessee Titans. So I saw him for the first time yesterday. And I I like watching practice with uh, Teron Davenport of ESPN. And we were watching uh, the seven-on-seven period uh, yesterday. And Janoris Jenkins was playing corner. And he honestly reminds – like his mentality is that of Malcolm Butler, but he's better. He's more aggressive he's more physical, he's bigger than Malcolm Butler, and he flies around the field with the same type of intensity and aggressive energy that Malcolm Butler had last year and had had ever since he signed uh, from the New England Patriots. But I I think Jenkins is an upgrade over Malcolm Butler automatically. And to be honest, I'm very thrilled with what the Titans did at corner with the swap of Butler for Jenkins. I I think as of now, it looks like to be a promising move because Jenkins is so much cheaper than Malcolm Butler was going to be. Malcolm Butler was a great guy and a good player for the Titans and everybody loved and appreciated what Malcolm Butler brought to this team. But George Jenkins looks like an upgrade.
1: Yeah, I can't do that to Jackrabbit. So, boom, boom goes the there dynamite. Go. That's fixed. I I, I yeah, I couldn't do that to him. It's not fair. So, Jackrabbit, look, I, I, cheap, che- cheaper, right? Not necessarily Cheaper, not cheap, cheaper. Cheap. Yeah, cheaper. But they need, and, and we say this, they needed that dog on the defense, right? Caleb Farley is a rookie. He wasn't out there. You've got Christian Fulton, who's a second-round pick out of LSU, that missed some time last year with with an injury kind of like Darrington Evans, right? I mean, that was the entire rookie class. But they needed somebody to match the level of intensity that a defense needs to play with, and really in particular a secondary needs to play with, minus Kenny Vaccaro, right? He, you're not going to have his leadership. So you needed somebody to come in there, and they they decided to, to put Jackrabbit in there. Uh, I'll have to see him because, again, he wasn't practicing in that, like, Man, it was like a a junior varsity practice when I went to. It State was basically
0: junior. rookie minicamp, is what you saw.
1: Yeah, three weeks. yeah, yeah, essentially. And Amani Hooker was there, but uh, so here, 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 I think is a good question because when when you said this, when we talked on the phone pre-show, and I was like, "Hey, man, what what did you see yesterday at practice?" You said, "quote unquote." Man, Janoris Jenkins looks like the real deal in replacing Malcolm Butler. And I was like, not
0: verbatim, but yeah, pretty close. Yeah.
1: I was like, whoa, whoa. So here's a question to the people. If you've been following this show, Austin refuses to call Jackrabbit Jackrabbit. He wants to call him Janoris. Well, he's Jackrabbit, and I think a lot of people's minds. So what does janoris have to do for austin to call him jackrabbit and and this is a power of the people because this is a deal we spent a full segment like i I would say about 20 minutes on this topic uh, a couple of weeks ago what does janoris jenkins have to do for austin to call him jackrabbit we have to set at least a bar that he can reach to all of a sudden austin's calling him jack or jackrabbit or Jack oh, so now
0: shortening Jackrabbit to Jack, so we're, we're going that many steps forward?
1: I think he can earn that right over the course of the year. It's a maturation process.
0: Uh, I mean, uh, I just don't, like, here's how I feel about nicknames. I will call you the name that the team website lists you as. Like the Titans team website listed Pac Man Jones as Pac Man Jones, not as you Adam. have evidence. I, I don't, but I remember. No, like, so you don't know in the program. In the, like, I'd like to see that. They, I, I don't know if that's Zach. True. Zach they drafted Pac. pack, it was with the sixth pick in the 2005 NFL draft. The Tennessee Titans select Pac Man Jones, corner of West Virginia.
1: They also drafted Honor Landry. So well, that was, that that was Vince really Young's much.
0: dumbass. That was not Paul that, Tagliabue. That Paul Tagliabue mean. said Pac-Man Jones on draft day for that. I guarantee. But don't go don't St- skewing well, stuff that
1: you can't back up well, the I, team I, I website.
0: I guarantee when the St. Louis Rams drafted Janoris Jenkins out of the small school that he drafted because he, he got kicked out of Florida, I, I'm pretty damn sure he was Jenkins cornerback in the second round to the St. Louis Rams. Not Jack Rabbit Jenkins. So I will call the player what they are listed on the official team website. And Jackrabbit is not his name on the website. It is Janoris. That's what I go by. So what can he
1: do to earn Jackrabbit as a nickname in your mind? He's Jackrabbit to be.
0: He's Jackrabbit to uh, Dave McGinnis, who coached him in with the Rams, which makes sense. That's Doesn't fun. that mean something? Yes, because they have a relationship. I don't have a relationship. That and doesn't a, matter. That's his yeah. name. That's uh, what he prefers to be called by. Do you call some guy you don't know by their nickname? Like, do you call an acquaintance? Like,
1: uh, Yeah, know. yeah. You go to, a, yes. You're no, really you
0: no, if you have a professional relationship, because pro, that's what we would have, a more professional relationship he with a person. He prefers
1: the name. It's like if you introduce yourself and you say, and this is how it happens with me. All of my friends call me Bingham. That's just it. it it's kind of I, I think it's a family thing, or it's just the way the last name hits because my all my friends, dad's friends call them Bingham. My grandfather's a Bingham, so when I introduce myself, hey, I'm Zach Bingham, and somebody will say, hey, you just call him Bingham. No, oh, that's Bingham. So it, that is how I answer. I don't. It, it is what it is. Yeah, Jack is preferred. Right. So if he goes to a party and says. Hey, I'm Janoris Jenkins. People call me Jackrabbit. Across the party, I'm saying, hey, Jackrabbit, hey, you you've got any uh, beer palm cups over there? And he's going to be like, yeah. See, that that I think it's the preferred nickname.
0: Uh, real quick, Brandon says, y'all call Lawan dad, LOL. No, the hell we don't. <laughs> no, we do not.
1: Brandon, uh, Brian, Brian, you, uh, you you almost got put in timeout.
0: There. We do not call Taylor LaJuan dad. We don't call him Taylor. I call him LaJuan. I I call players by their last names. Like, we we talked to Buck quite a bit, and Buck always refers, like, Buck I'm like, yeah, uh, Kevin's talking on Thursday. I go, who the hell is Kevin? And he goes, Bayard. I was like, oh, oh, Kevin Byard. Because I call him Byard or Kevin Byard. I don't call him Kev or Kevin. It, it's not Kenny. It's just Vicaro. It's not Taylor. It's LaJuan. And it definitely sure as hell is not dad. And it's not Jackrabbit. It's Jenkins or Denoris Jenkins. That's how I refer to players. So what can you name. do
1: to, to, for you to switch?
0: Um, I mean... I don't know if I'll ever switch like seriously, like on a full-time basis. And Sean says you called Julio Tulio. I was making a joke for like a day and a half about his Jersey number. Cause I have not referred to him again as Tulio yeah, since that day, because that it was, because I also know when the joke is over and I move on from it. I don't beat the joke in the dead horse like other people do in this market. But uh, again, it's, it's Janoris Jenkins, or it's Jenkins. That's how I refer to players. I don't call them Pac or Pac-Man. I, I would call him Pac-Man Jones, and, and I was a kid when that was happening. so You would call him Pac-Man. When I, when I was f- uh, 15 years old and he got drafted by the Titans, yeah, I called him Pac-Man. But if I was covering him, I would call him Pac-Man or Pac-Man Jones. Or or pa- I would call him Pac-Man Jones. I would not call him Pac, and I don't call him J- I'm not going to call him Jackrabbit. ridiculous. That didn't make any sense. (laughs) I'm not going to call him Jackrabbit. I don't call Jeffrey Simmons, big Jeff. I call him Simmons or Jeffrey Simmons. That's just how I go about things. I don't call people. uh, I have an an
1: idea. I have an idea. Uh, but some of it is out of my hands. If, if I asked Janoris, AKA Jackrabbit Jenkins, is it cool if we call you Jackrabbit and he says, yes, absolutely, or yeah, will you change?
0: I mean, I'm still going to refer to him as Jenkins or Janoris Jenkins. What if he says, I prefer Jackrabbit? Then that's fine. Like, I, Will I, you start calling him Jackrabbit then? Uh, maybe to his face, but when we're doing the show, Why? I will call it. But him he Jenkins. prefers
1: to be recognized as Jackrabbit.
0: And if, so therefore, if I do have a personal professional relationship with him, I will or call a him it
1: that, that video of him saying that because I can work on attaining this, I'll do I'll do the grunt work to get you. So I, I
0: look how I, how are you gonna do this?
1: we'll, we'll find because a way we
0: don't, we don't have access to players like we used to, because if this was two years ago. We would have this conversation in the locker room with Jenkins, and, and 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 discuss what the why he likes Jack Rabbit, who calls him Jack Rabbit, and and what the media what he wants the media to call him. Things may change during training camp, right? And so, COVID's t- going away, and t- Tehran says Jack Rabbit has that dog in him 100, and Tehran calls him Jack Rabbit. And I was next to Tehran at practice, and he was like, "Look, watch Jackrabbit, watch how he closes up on this." That's yeah, what yeah, you yeah. All should this. call him. I call him Janoris Jenkins. It's or Jenkins. That's how I refer to players. If Tehran knows him and has a relationship from his previous stops, and Tehran covering the league for a while, then Tehran can absolutely call him Jackrabbit. I don't know the guy, and until I know the guy, I'm going to call him Janoris Jenkins. That's just how it's going to be.
1: Okay, we'll work on this. I'll chop away at this. We got we got some time. We got time. Uh, uh, give me before week one, guys. I, I'll I will start working on this.
0: All right. Here so is one thing. Uh, here is Billy, one thing. Uh, Billy says, "What is because uh, he asked the question? What does Norris Jenkins have to do for Austin to call him Jackrabbit? Billy says, "More picks than PIs, please, <laughs> so that that can be something that he could accomplish on the field." I like that more picks than PIs. See and look. And look, Tehran. I have a relationship with him, goes back before he got drafted. Perfect. That's fine. That's great. I just don't call players by their nicknames until I actually know the player.
1: We'll work on this before week one. Here's a question. You said that there was a Titans rookie yeah. who was getting a lot of work in mini camp yesterday at practice. I don't know who that rookie is. I would like to know who that rookie is.
0: All right. Okay. We can do that. But first, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness 115-minute workout at Mandu. Simulates five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu can help transform your body and achieve your fitness goals uh, by going to mandu.com. Your first workout is absolutely free. It's a 15-minute workout, of full-body electronic muscle stimulation. So it literally is for everybody because you're not putting any pressure on your joints. You're not lifting weights. You're not putting your body through all that stress and strain to build your muscle. You're focusing on only building the muscle and burning that hard to get that body fat away. Mandu.com. Try it. If you're young, if you're older, if you're in shape, if you're out of shape, if you've got pre-existing injuries that don't allow you to go to the weight room and do what you used to. Mandu is perfect for you at Mandu.com. It is eSports.
1: We are powered by BetMGM. They're our title sponsor of this morning show. Place a, $600 $600 risk-free bet at BetMGM for new users. Use that promo code right in the middle of the screen. A-T-O-Z Sports. They'll hook you up. You can turn water into wine. That's what. That's essentially what the promo is. BetMGM's hooking you up there. Use that promo code and download the app today.
0: A-T-O-Z Sports here live on this Wednesday. The one Titans rookie who's getting the most work at minicamp right now. So we know Caleb Farley is not on the field. He was there yesterday. He was spotted, um, you know, walking from building to building as he is still rehabbing his back surgery that he had in the month of March before he was drafted. Uh, Elijah Molden was back on the practice field getting some work in. And I like the idea of what Elijah Molden could be. Monty Rice missed practice yesterday for whatever reason. But guys, the guy who is getting a lot of work right now is Dylan Radins. Dylan Radins, who is the second round pick, tackle out of North Dakota State who we all were like why in the hell are they drafting this guy and then who is this guy uh, at 50 what 51 overall or 50 overall 53 overall pick in the second round Dylan Radins is getting trial by fire they are throwing that dude in there and I think they know that they're gonna have to rely on Dylan Radins quite a bit this season as a rookie he's playing right tackle he's playing left tackle and obviously Lewan not being out there because he's rehabbing his knee injury, allows for more opportunity for Dylan Radins. But And Ty Sambrylo was not there. I believe he is still rehabbing the injury that cost him the second half of last season with the Titans. So they have Kendall Lamb, uh, David Questenberry, and Dylan Raidens. And Dylan Raidens is getting a ton of work on both sides of the line, and I've even seen him slide into guard at, at times. They are going to play Dylan Raidens a lot, and that this alone is justifying more and more why they drafted the guy in the second round. When everybody, all of us watching, were saying you got to go wide receiver, you got to go wide out in the second round, and they went Dylan Raiden's a right tackle slash left tackle out of a small school. Dylan Raiden's is getting a ton of work so far.
1: Well, uh, John Robinson, uh, it was amending uh, his me- his mess ups. I mean, that's what it all. That's all it was, and the mess-ups of not drafting a wide receiver in the top three rounds was amended by trading for Julio Jones. Isaiah Wilson and that disaster of a panda was amended by Dylan Raiden's the second-round uh, pick out of North Dakota State. And you have to look at, and, and we did this, this is just cold, hard truth, guys. In 2022, Taylor One is going to be paid million dollars the cap hit is 14.6 what's his dead cap his dead cap is let's see uh his dead cap is 1.7 next year
0: bingo right so the cap hits 14 million and the dead caps one under two so yeah i I think lawan is in a interesting spot right now because of how his contract is structured and he might you know I don't think they're I think they're beyond the point of continuing a restructuring deals this year but Lawan would probably benefit from restructuring his deal to make him more expensive down the line to make him harder to cut because right now Dylan Raidens could be the long-term Lewan replacement
1: Well, he only has three more years on his deal. So, next year, he would only have one more. So, it'd be hard to restructure a two-year deal.
0: You can restructure and extend. But, again, and they're not going to do that right now. Right. That's my point.
1: Well, yeah, but, if you extend, you got to pay him more money. Like, that's what the agent is for. So, uh, uh, I'm not saying anything. I am just kind of looking at the situation and saying, Lawan coming off PEDs and an ACL is going to have to have a Pro Bowl season to – to Look, really I, I, show his worth and value to this football team. And I will say this, I believe that he can. I am not I'm no longer a Taylor one complete doubter in the first couple seasons. He wasn't doing very good things. He has amended that, but he is he's come to a road a, a roadblock in his career. Is he going to bolt through that roadblock and pave his own way? I think he can. But you look at the contract situations and you look at how they've drafted over the last couple of years. Isaiah Wilson was there to replace Jack Conklin because he went to Cleveland. And now Dylan Radins, they they signed the guy from Cleveland. But Dylan Radins is coming in there as a young second-round prospect that they expect to play just like Nate Davis. Nate Davis was drafted to play. And honestly, he's played really damn well. Since yeah. he was drafted.
0: Yeah, Nate David, well, it, it took him because about of a how, season. About about three fourths ha- of the year. Yeah, yeah, because he missed a lot of his rookie training camp, which has tended it unfortunately has been a trend. Well, that Titans happens.
1: Football. That's the and that's my that's my issue with Caleb Farley. And Caleb Farley needs to give them good minutes, but he's not going to have the traditional lead up to his first NFL season. There is an exception to the rule. Jeffrey Simmons. Jeffrey Simmons did not have a traditional lead-up to his season. They held him out the right amount of time. He came back against the San Diego Chargers, in which they won because of Joel Casey at the end of that game. And he has gone to thrive since then. So- well,
0: Zach, let's look at it, let's look at it this way. Every, John Robinson, since, tw- for I guess this is the fourth consecutive year, make that fifth consecutive year that John Robinson is at a high draft pick who has missed significant time in their rookie year. It was 2017, Corey Davis got hurt. 2018, Rashawn Evans uh, got hurt in training camp and missed a lot of time. 2019, it was Jeffrey Simmons and Nate Davis having injuries. And really, A.J. Brown, too, uh, missed uh, about, uh, I think, like two weeks in a row uh, with an injury in his rookie training camp. And then last year was everything that involved Isaiah Wilson and COVID stuff. So last year, I kind of... Outside of Isaiah Wilson's disaster, I give it because of COVID uh, a pass on that. But I do think, and Isaiah now it's Wilson Caleb,
1: just sucked. I mean, yeah, and, like, and, and, now it's,
0: and now it's Caleb Farley. So this again, John Robinson's drafting guys who have unfortunately missed a ton of chunk of time in their rookie offseason program. And it's been like that for five straight years. The only draft class that didn't have that happen was his first draft class when he drafted Conklin, Dodd, Henry and Austin Johnson, and then Kevin Byard, with his like top six picks. So it, it's interesting of how that's worked out. But I think when we're talking about Lawan and Dylan Raiden's, I think Dylan Raiden's played nearly his entire college career at left tackle. They're going to use him. I think Raiden's has the chance to win the right tackle job for Week One. Now they have Kendall Lamb there, who I think Kendall Lamb is a cheaper version of Dennis Kelly from a year ago. They extended Dennis Kelly to be the the right tackle until the draft pick passed him up. Well, that draft pick was a bum in Isaiah Wilson, and Dennis Kelly played out that season very well, and they cut him to save money at the end of the year. They signed Kendall Lamb to be the right tackle during the transition period until the rookie draft pick beats him out. From what I, Dylan Radins has already done way more than Isaiah Wilson ever did. Dylan Radins is getting a ton of work and he looks solid so far. So I think Dylan Radins is going to be the right tackle of this football team. Well, he's there to work.
1: He, it's it's a different mindset, right? Isaiah Wilson was there to throw cash, travel to Miami, party with strippers, and buy a, probably a quarter of a million dollar panda necklace, right? We know what he is. And in the NFL, You have got to have the right mindset. That is, I think that's what makes professional athletes so intriguing to me, is you have bad, average, good, and great. The great ones, like Derrick Henry, they have one mindset. That is to be the best football player for their team that they can possibly be, right? That is their mindset. You have the polar opposite of that as Isaiah Wilson, who doesn't even know how to spell team or even know what a team is. There is just I after he has done nothing in the league, but the majority of the NFL is the in-betweeners, right? Yeah. Is the the little bit. I like the fact that you're reporting essentially that Dylan Radins,
0: he has that mindset to get closer to great and less to Isaiah Wilson. Well, he's just doing a lot, right? And so I don't know if he's doing it that well, but he's doing a lot. Like, And so it's early That's it. in his... You're taking
1: experience. You're making uh, mistakes and learning from him.
0: And and, the, and because Lawan's still rehabbing, Sam brylo I believe, still rehabbing as well because he was not there yesterday. There's opportunity for Dylan Radins to get caught up and acclimated very quickly and that's only going to help this this team because now they're building legitimate depth at the offensive line across left to right because we, we liked what Sam Brilo did in replacement of Lawan last year. I think Kendall Lamb is a good depth piece to have uh, as a swing tackle with Sam Brylow. I think David Questenberry has earned a lot of respect from the the coaching staff and can play guard in a pinch or tackle in a pinch like he did last year. And then you've got Aaron Brewer working in there with Nate Davis and Saffold and Ben Jones to be the interior backup. I think you're doing a really good job of building the offensive line from top to bottom in a really healthy way.
1: And and they learned a valuable lesson last year is you got to have offensive line depth. Saffold can't play, somebody has to. Lawan goes out, somebody has to. Sam Brylo goes out, somebody has to. You have to have that depth, and you'll have your, your, your stable guys like Dennis Kelly was, like Nate Davis was, like Ben Jones was. So uh, th- that's the lesson learned in an offense. Ryan Tano and Julio Jones and A.J. Brown are all good, and Derrick Henry's good, but if your offensive line is slaw, is you're not going to get the most out of those superstars you're paying a lot of money to.
0: Yeah. Elaine says, i also, I feel like a lot of teams are going to learn from green Bay and Kansas city last year. If you lose alignment from the team, they, the team completely changes. Well, the Titans learned that the Titans had the same thing. Like the Titans lose Taylor Lewan in the fifth game of the season, uh, or this, yeah, the fifth game of the season against the Texans, they won that game, but then they were a 500 team after that. <clears throat> so, you know, and Lawan changed the way Jonu Smith was used. Lawan changed the way a lot of things happened, and then when Sam Bravo went down, that changed even more.
1: Yeah, and that's why I say, and and we bring this up uh, in the rookie conversation. Kevin brings up he loves ball, talking about Raidens. Be very interested to look at this rookie class and find out who does love ball, because that has been. I would say one of their biggest Achilles Hills of John Robinson. And it's Achilles Hill because you talked about it. All you talked about is we want guys to love ball. And you find out that you've been picking guys that haven't loved ball. And that's a question mark in your decision making that is pretty important. Now, it looks like Going in, and we'll have to see about this rookie class, but it looks like these guys like Racy McMath, who was overshadowed LSU by better players, getting an opportunity now, maybe at special teams. Uh, Des Fitzpatrick in a role, playing with Julio Jones and A.J. Brown to learn from those type wide receivers. Raiden's Farley, those guys, the guys I just listed as rookies, seem in a very early scope to love ball. And that's going to make you feel good heading into training camp here in a month or so.
0: Yeah, G Man says this rookie group does seem like ballers. Like, I, you know, I don't, it's too early to figure that out, especially because we haven't seen Caleb Farley. But we've heard and seen the mindset that Caleb Farley has. And you are, you appreciate that. You like that. But physically, we don't know what to expect from him because of his inability to be on the field. I like Elijah Molden and Monty Rice. They were coaching up pretty hard last week when I was out there at OTAs uh, last Thursday. Monty Rice was not there yesterday for whatever reason, but they were coaching him up pretty hard on Thursday that you want to see. Uh, Racing McMath is the, from what I've heard out of LSU, Racing McMath is the typical, I'll do whatever the team needs me to do type of guy. Whether it's chase kicks, make special teams tackles, block for the punt coverage, or whatever it might be, Racing McMath's all about it. And And they need guys like that because to fill out the rest of the roster that are cheap. Racing McMath is a six-round draft pick, a lot cheaper to have somebody do that than a veteran uh, safety or something like that, making a, a couple million. And before
1: we move on to throwing shade, uh, Dom says, y'all killing me with this love ball stuff. Anyone can love ball. I love ball too. That doesn't prove any, anything. Dom, I, I, I adamantly disagree with that. If you don't love what you're doing, because being a professional athlete in the NFL takes up, A lot of your time, right? And time is all you have, really. So if you don't value what you're doing in that amount of time of what these guys put into it, you're never going to get out what the coaching staff and the front office expects. That's why you're paid so much, right? So it's a two way street. I do think loving ball is a a big value And, and sum it up to care, right? And Austin, you and I have had this conversation. How much do the people that we hire care? That's what I want to know. Do you want to be here? And how much do you want to be here? Are you going to do stuff that I don't have to tell you to do? That, I think, justifies in a lot of circumstances if you love something. Behind closed doors, people aren't telling you to do this. You're just doing it anyway and a little bit more. That's where I think it separates.
0: A to Z Sports here live on this Wednesday. Wednesday always means throwing shade. Uh, so before we get to throwing shade, were you surprised to hear that the rookie that I was talking about was Dylan Radens?
1: I didn't know who it was gonna be. Um I honestly didn't think that much into it. Yeah, but I will say when you said that, Dylan Radens was not in my uh psyche.
0: Yeah, well, it's because he's an offensive lineman that you don't think about. right? I, it's good, but you don't think about uh, the, the offensive line for sure. All right, Zach, let's get to throwing shade before we do that. My tease for my shade is you can't be colder than this. You cannot be colder than what I'm about to say. But first, tell everybody about Calvin and Subtle.
1: Ooh, very interesting. My shade is so fire, it is unbelievable. It is the most ridiculous thing that you'll you'll see today, maybe this week, maybe this month. Could be this year. So stick around. We got good shade coming. But first, we got really good vehicles at Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where you can get hooked up with a brand new 2021 Palisade. That is their full-size SUV. That is what they're pushing because the price efficiency, the fuel efficiency, the look, the feel, the fire, that's what the Palisade provides to you and your family. Your wife, if she's driving around in a, a, a minivan, replace that bad boy with a brand-new Palisade at a great price because you're going to save money in the long run because of how fuel-efficient it is. Plus, the Carpool line, you know, Kelly, Chelsea, Ashley, all the other moms, they're going to be talking about, dang, she got the Palisade? Is that a brand-new 2021 Palisade? Where'd she get that thing? Well, got a Wilson County Hyundai at an unbelievable price. Payne Bone and his team will hook you up. With a Hyundai, whether it's a full-size SUV with third-row seating like the Palisade or a sedan, the Elantra, and the Sonata, they've got you covered at wilsoncountyhyundai.com.
0: BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Download the app. We are powered every morning by BetMGM. Use our code ATOZSPORTS when you download and sign up with your first bet and your first deposit. You get a risk-free bet up to 600 bucks with a BetMGM app. Download that thing today with code ATOZSPORTS. Throwing shade here on the show. Uh, More shade from you guys before we get to my shade. Uh, Louis says, no shade. Sun is bright. I'll tell you what, man. Yesterday's weather at practice was beautiful. And I think today is going to be the same way for you. So enjoy that because the next time we'll be at practice, it'll be August something. And it'll be blistering hot and humid. But today, absolutely beautiful there too. Uh, Ryan says the Bucks were up 17. That's his shade. Kevin Durant just going, just off with a crazy stat line. I did not watch that game. I did not play that game last night on the BetMGM app. Uh, but I was surprised to see that that series finally did hit an over because I, I did see the over was at 217 and a half. Uh, so they they did did finally hit an over in that series. But crazy last night. Oh, yeah, I lost a lot of money on that game. <laughs> G man's throwing shade on the people that do teasers on throwing shade. Is that for us? Is that shade on us? Um, let's see more shade. Marcus says, uh, "My shade is his old job called him to come back to work after they canceled his contract a year ago." <laughs> That's awkward. Hey, uh, if you if they want you back, you got to pay to play. Get some more money out of it. Marcus, who also, I see how quickly he updates his profile picture. Marcus's new profile picture is the picture of Julio Jones skying for that one-handed catch. I don't know if Marcus knows this or not, but Julio landed directly on his lower back and could not land that. He did catch it, but he slammed the ground with his lower back after that play right there. But funny to see that. Kane says my shade is at Hattie B's for mislabeling the damn hot. It should be called instant death. Still fire though. It is hot.
1: I've had that, I've had a taste of it once. I love Hattie B's.
0: Uh Jared says, throwing shade on the stock market today. It's a red day. Ooh, I haven't uh, looked at that. Jeff saying I had a good shade. oh well, LOL. Well, Jeff, when you type out like a three-paragraph shade, I can't pre-read it. And so it's going to be hard for me to, to read out a three-paragraph long shade about Ohio State and Michigan. So Jeff throws shade at, at Michigan and Jim Harbaugh for taking the Ohio State rivalry seriously. So uh, congrats. There's your shade, Jeff. I'll put it up there uh, on that uh, for you. Zach, my shade, <laughs> my shade, you cannot, cannot be colder than I am Right now, my shade is on me, because two weeks ago I remember on the show I said I've won nine bets in a row, and I feel it's going to turn the other way. In the last two weeks, I counted this up. Are you ready for my record? <laughs> the last two weeks, after my nine and O stretch, I am a ice cold four. For 26 in my bets, four for 26. I can't get out of this. Like it is, and some of those 26 bets, luckily, have been free bets. And so I haven't completely lost all my money. But my God, I don't know what to do. It's like a comedy of errors. Whenever, like, you would be so rich if you just faded all of my picks. And it's like every time I like every bet that I've been on sounds like a good bet. Like it's like oh let's let's make a parlay where we tease the over and unders uh, to give us better odds. And I'm not doing crazy parlays. I'm doing parlays like a plus one a plus one eighty or something. They're just falling flat on their face. I I, I do. Uh, a player prop, Brooke Lopez scores 10 points in the first half. I just need four more points. He goes scoreless in the second half. I, I do a spread. I take the Bucs minus two and a half. And, the, I'm sorry, the Nets minus two and a half. Kyrie goes down. That bet's over. It's it's ridiculous. I, I, I feel like I'm doing my homework. I feel like I'm doing the right thing. I'm not getting irresponsible with my bets, but I, how can you possibly Go four of twenty six in a two week span. It's and I'm I'm listening to Alan and Brian. I'm taking some of their bets. So apparently, I'm just taking all the ones that they lose and not taking the ones that they win. Like it's it's unreal, unreal of my cold streak. Four four of twenty six.
1: That's a tough scene. Tough, tough scene. <sighs>
0: that's, um, that's my shade. It's just I can't, and so I took the night off last night.
1: Well, you can get back up on the horse. Yeah, it'll it'll eventually turn. Uh my I mean, shade I've is saying, I've been
0: saying it'll eventually turn for uh, a week. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, my
1: my shade is hilarious. Uh and it it has nothing to do with politics. Yeah, there's a political video coming, but there it has nothing to do with politics. This is just pure entertainment. This is CNN rehiring somebody after caught on video masturbating and they have to come back and explain why they are rehiring them. What? Two minutes. Listen to the story. <laughs> this is hilarious. This is CNN's bring back of a guy by the name of Jeffrey Tubin. I don't know if you read this story. He was on the New Yorker. He was on a Zoom call. <laughs> and people go away for a second. He starts to masturbate in front of his computer, gets caught. And CNN is rehiring him after seven months. This is their bring back on live
0: television to make you as uncomfortable as possible. Oh, God, no. This is
2: hilarious. Let's bring in CNN chief legal analyst Jeffrey Tubin to talk about this and more. Hi, Jeffrey. Hello, Allison. It's been a while. It has been a while, indeed. I feel like we should address um, what's happened in the months since we've seen you, since some of our viewers may not know what has happened. So uh, I guess I'll recap. I'll do the honors. (laughs) Help yourself. Okay. Um, In October, you were on a Zoom call with your colleagues from the New Yorker magazine. Everyone took a break. For several minutes, during which time you were caught masturbating on camera, uh, you were subsequently fired from that job after 27 years of working there, and you since then have been on leave from CNN. Do I have all that right?
3: Um, you got it all right. Sad to say.
2: Okay. So let's start there. Okay. Um, to quote Jay Leno, What the hell were you thinking?
3: Well, obviously, uh, I wasn't thinking very well or very much. And um, it was something that was inexplicable to me. I think one point I, I wouldn't exactly say in my defense because nothing is really in my defense. I didn't think I was on the call. I didn't think other people could see me. You thought
2: that you had turned off your camera.
3: Correct. I thought that I had turned off the Zoom call. Now, that's not a defense. This was deeply moronic and indefensible. But I mean, that that is part of that. That is part of the story. Um, And, you know, I have spent the seven subsequent months, miserable months in my life. I can certainly confess. I'm trying to be a better person. I mean, in therapy, trying to do some public service, um, working in a food bank, which I certainly am going to continue to do, working on a new book about the Oklahoma City bombing. But I am trying to become the kind of person that people.
1: (laughs) What? Glad he got to pub his book at the end.
0: Yeah. What in the world? I'll let you.
1: Is that not the most ridiculous thing? There's two minutes. That's the most ridiculous two minutes I've seen on television to justify somebody coming back. We're in cancel culture, right? I mean, everybody's getting canceled. But they're rehiring a guy seven months after jacking off in front of everybody on a
0: Zoom call. Let's call it like we see it. Uh, What is that? I don't understand. It's like all uh, right, we're taking a five minute break from the zoom. you know, what what can I get done? What can I accomplish in this time? Like, I don't understand like the, the, the mental process of that. I don't, I don't get it. Like if I get five minutes, I go eat an apple. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if I, like I, good to know, I, I mean like five minute break between zoom meetings. Good Lord. I, I, I don't, I don't even know what to do here. I don't know what to do. And they're rehiring him. That
1: I, that there's another shade on what is going on. So that is a uh, an indefensible mistake of stupidity. I love how they talked about it because in in some production meeting they sat down and they're like, "Well, we've got to address the issue." We got yeah, to the talk about fit
0: it in the room. You know? <laughs> I mean, like if they didn't talk about it, it wouldn't like, I'm sure that got a lot of ratings. Uh, no,
1: for sure. I, I, but it is, I, I saw that
0: and I was like, this is pure comedy. Uh, I don't, it's like, I don't even know what to say. I don't, I don't even know what to say. So that is my shade. <laughs> All right. Uh well. A to Z Sports Podcast Network. Austin Huff's back <laughs> on the Titan <laughs> Podcast. So you can go check that out. The A to Z Sports Podcast Network. Zach will be out at practice today. So make sure you follow us on social media. And now, if you're on TikTok, follow us on TikTok because uh, it. I think TikTok is a great tool to take practice videos from different drills and put them together as a highlight with a little music, a little pacing behind it too. So follow us on TikTok, A to Z Sports National on TikTok, and make sure you're following all of our socials to see what all the content Zach will have at Titans minicamp practice this afternoon. And we'll be uh, sure to see you guys tomorrow morning on a Titans Thursday. Uh, Zach, your homework for Titans practice is watching the wide receivers. You'll see Julio for the first time. You'll see Josh Reynolds for the first time. See the improvement from Des Fitzpatrick. So we can talk about that tomorrow.
1: Good deal. All right. We'll see you guys later. Have a good one. Adios. Is this camera off?